And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Total Soccer Show. I'm pretty sure I blew out my levels there, but I'm okay with it because today, joining me, Taylor Rockwell, I've got George Qureshi, a man who's never afraid to play some soccer, even when he doesn't have shoes. It's one of my favorite George Qureshi stories. Hi, George. How you doing, buddy? Hey, man. How are you? I'm, I'm okay. How are you? You know, about the same. Uh, it's mm-hmm. It's been a strange month, for sure. Uh, I'm sure it's been strange for you because, for folks who don't know, we're going to be talking a lot about Daryl Grove today. And to start off, uh, you were with him when he was first diagnosed. He was in Florida. Uh, if people don't know that, you and your family, both your wife and your your uh, your dad, your stepmom, I believe, as well, were very generous to Daryl and Shannon, made them feel very comforted, made them feel very at home at a time when I think they did not. So I'm sure it's been a, a strange thing for you to go from being sort of like immediately connected to it to sort of seeing what's happened from a distance. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Daryl became, yeah, Daryl became a friend for just like, just as you have, right, over the course of several years. And I've always felt an affinity with you guys because when we met, you guys had this little thing, the Total Soccer Show, and I had Howler, and it felt like we were, you know, doing. We were trying similar things. We were trying to make it on our own in a world where uh, that's that's hard. Like independent media is hard, and you guys, man, you guys have killed it. And it's yeah, just watching that was so neat, and getting to know you guys, and then seeing, <laughs> you know, I became a listener, I became a friend, I got to see you in front of the mic, behind the mic. Uh, you you MC the Philly show, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and I have kind of stage fright. Like I, I I'm really? not like yeah, I'm not like super comfortable in front of like I've given a couple of like speeches at weddings and things. I always have to psych myself up, right? And I'm just not good at it. And um, I had to I had to do it. I, uh, Wait, hold on. I, we're going off on tangents already, and that's basically how this show is going to be. If you're coming here to listen <laughs> to us like break down a game, you are in the wrong location. That's me and Joe. We'll do that later on. But right now. George and I are just going to kind of talk about random things. The we'll see where it life. goes. Yeah, we're going to talk about the game of life. Um, what is the George psych up speech like? I tell myself that, uh, first of all, I have to, I, I always make a joke. The first thing I, I say is I make a joke. And I think I did that in Philly as well. I forget what the joke was. It's usually not a very good joke. It's usually a joke about how it's, I'm not good at making jokes or something like that. Um, and, uh, uh, and then if you get people to laugh at you mm-hmm. or to laugh, I guess, what's the difference? Um, it, things <laughs> become easier, in my opinion. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. People don't want to hear this. This is not... I, I, look, I think the point is, like, I, I got to know you guys over several years. Um, Daryl Daryl, and Shannon would come down to where I live, to the Tampa Bay area. They were in St. Pete and because um, she went to this writing conference like two years in a row and, um, uh, or maybe a couple of years. Uh, and, and we were supposed to get dinner the night that 
I guess the night after he he fell ill and like really understood that he you know his his stomach was really hurting and they took him to the hospital and I got a call saying like dude I can't do dinner tonight um and so at some point I ended up driving I I think it was that night I ended up driving over and just taking Shannon to dinner and that was the first time I had met Shannon I believe um and uh we went and got tacos and um just talked about Daryl and there was just a lot of uncertainty and then yeah he just they they came and stayed with us for a few days after that um and look this was it didn't feel serious at the time, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it felt serious, right? Because it's serious, but it felt like, oh, here's my friend. He's going through something hard. Yeah. I want to be there for him. I think we drove to Orlando because the, the flights to back home to Richmond were cheaper from Orlando. So I drove him. She she went, I think she went a few days ahead or a day a day earlier. Um, and, and so anyway, it was bittersweet because I got this time with my friend and, and that was... That was not the last time I saw Daryl. We, 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 the, the, the secret is, I guess, that we see each other or we used to see each other at like yeah. MLS events, like the All-Star game and the, the final, basically. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm rambling. I, I just, I, I basically, I thank you for having me on here because yeah, I man. wanted to talk about my friend and our friend and um, I've been missing him uh, and I, I can't imagine how you're feeling. And so... Thank you for yeah. Thanks for giving me a space to do this. It's a little self indulgent, but um. <laughs> it's it's not at all. No, I, and I think there there are certain people like I wanted to make sure to have on the show, like the Cooligans, like yourself, who who know him really well, knew him in different ways, and honestly, like knew him differently than I knew him. Um, you you all like to your point about them going down to Florida a couple different times. Like he would come back with stories about like hanging out with George, and we played a game, or we went and got tacos, and we I feel did. like you all. Like had a had a pretty strong relationship in as much as you can from several states away. How did you all first come to interact? Because yeah, he was the one who first introduced me to Howler. Uh, when we first met in Philly, he was the one who first physically introduced us. But how did you all first come to connect? That's right. Yeah, he booked me for the Total Soccer Show, and oh, that'll do it. And he did it, and he did it in a way that I was. It made me feel like I should know what the Total Soccer Show was, and I didn't, <laughs> which is which I felt embarrassed about, and I feel it's embarrassed about now. It's a tough line to walk. I'll say that. Like you never want to presume that people know your independent soccer podcast, but simultaneously to be the person who's like, "Hi, I host this show." Like you probably haven't heard of it. It's this thing, and then you get the response of like, "Yeah, I know your show." No, but so he was not wrong. He was yeah. not wrong. I should have known what it was. Like I totally should have. You know, like you guys were big. You guys were big. Like I don't know if you guys publish your numbers. I know. I know your numbers from like a few years ago because I mm-hmm. advertised with you guys and continue to advertise with you guys um but it was you guys had a real thing have a real thing you know what i mean like it is a real thing and it was then is what i'm trying to say (laughs) it was but so so what what was it do you remember that that made him reach out i remember he was particularly impressed that you had uh like a feature with ted i remember that being one thing of like george wasn't afraid to take on difficult topics or potentially uh, acrimonious topics Oh, right. Yeah. Kevin. Kevin did that one. Um, Kevin Kiswara, mm-hmm. who is now doing some artifact interviews. So there you go. We're still, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, what I remember from that first interview is A, I, we were closing an issue of Howler and I did it from uh, the, 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 the designer's studio at the time who was designing Howler, Ryan Thacker. Um, it was in, in Greenpoint. Um, in Brooklyn. And I was like, Hey, I got, I got to do this like phone call. And so like, I have my headphones on and I'm talking to you guys. And like, I just saw him every once in a while like, looking over like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, and then I remember we played the, uh, the Wikipedia game mm. and JJ Okocho was an answer. And that's, that's really what I remember from that, from that did game. I was like, oh, right? these guys are, yeah, I did. I got it right. Okay. And, and I, I think I impressed Daryl. And so I felt really good. I was like, Oh yeah. 
And, and I think one of you asked if I was cheating, if I recall. I might go back and like try to find that that episode because <laughs> it's been so long since we played that. There are definitely lots of those out there, including I don't know if the, the one that we played drunk with our old co-host Albert is around, but we definitely played a a not sober version of the Wikipedia game. We'll have to bring that back. We've had some people ask if we were going to sort of like bring some games or do more games or do some more lighthearted stuff since it's been a lot of interviews and sort of uh, match reviews. I think we'll have to do that. Maybe we'll have to have you back on to to either play or host if you're up for it. It's a, it's a stressful thing. Will. I hope you will. Not necessarily with me, but just with in general, because I, I always wanted to do like a, a game show on how mm-hmm. like a wait, wait, don't tell me style. Yeah. Soccer game show. Um, I think you guys cool. would be so good at that. Uh, and yeah, and look, so, so, yeah, so that's how we got started. And then it just became, you know, and then you guys eventually wrote for me, Daryl, a little more than you. And, um, uh, I think, yeah, we, I just, I have these memories of soccer trips with you guys and it was so fun just to like, we'd show up, we'd go to the Airbnb or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we'd be like, all right, where are you? Let's go get a drink or let's go kick a ball or let's yeah. do something, you know? I think for like for me, those trips were interesting because I think a lot of times when we were on the road or when you're at events like that, it's a lot of drinking. And I wouldn't, I would say like George drinks. I wouldn't say George is like a big drinker or a heavy drinker or anything like that. So I feel like those end up being more like, like kind of just like social chatty hangouts as opposed to, I don't know, probably like all night Saturnalias that they would have been 10 years ago or so. Yeah. I don't like for me, the, the, the arc is a little different. It's like when I started doing Howler, I started doing going to these, mm-hmm. and I went with my dad a lot. And, you know, because he was he he likes to the watch great Farouk Qureshi, um, yeah. Who who uh, and so and he would introduce me to people he knew, and some of those connections became really useful for Howler, just for stories or for sponsorships or whatever. And it, it meant a lot of like hanging out in the hotel. Like that's the hotels are where these things, these events, like where the life is when the game's not happening, and so. I would do a lot of that. And I was like hanging out with basically older people. And that was, that was okay. It was like, it was useful, but wasn't that fun? <laughs> like no offense, dad, if you're listening. Uh, but then over time, I, th- I feel like we sort of got a crew, a little bit of a crew, like th- as, to the extent that I ever had a crew, like this was a crew, you know, um, and it was writers and it was you guys. And it was just, I think when that, you had 30 people on staff at the athletic or thereabouts, I feel like that was a pretty solid <laughs> crew too. That was a good crew. Right. And we had the budget to bring in uh, most of them. I think all of them for a couple of these. And yep. yeah, uh, just that was like a, I don't know. That was like a fleeting moment. Like I'm not there anymore. And I want to, like, I want there to be more of these events so I can just go on my own dime now and like hang out with my friends. <laughs> but you guys were always part of that. And we'd have like pickup games and mm-hmm. I just, yeah. And so Daryl, um, you know, he played with me here in Tampa at Cinco soccer where I, where I was playing until the pandemic. And, uh, I, you guys are a pair. Like you were, you're always a pair in my mind. Like mm-hmm. whenever we would travel, it would be the two of you. But, but I also got to know you each separately a little bit. And, um, came to appreciate i think the dynamics that that made you a good team but also interesting individuals right um and so and and what i would say like the thing i keep thinking about with daryl is like he had this persona this very he's just very kind warm-hearted curious um this persona that i think we all anyone who like does a radio show or i had a podcast for like everyone develops a persona like it just cannot be the the raw you his was close but he also had this little wicked side to yep. him like that um I didn't hear come out that often on the Total Soccer Show but then once you knew him and he'd get a look and you know <laughs> it's like it's just the private Daryl and I miss that Daryl I miss that um 
I miss that experience of listening to the show and thinking, okay, Daryl's saying this and I wonder what he's really thinking, you know? <laughs> D- does that ring a bell with you? Like, do you, yeah. does that? Yeah, it's, it's funny, like, like, because how quickly we would do the show, how quickly we would go back and forth. It's really easy to miss stuff because if you, if Daryl would say a thing that I was like, oh, that reminded me, I wanted to say something about that or it connects to a larger idea I had, you sort of, and I think this naturally happens anytime you're in conversation, like you're going to think about that thing for a moment and you might not listen like to the extent of what that person was saying. And it's why sometimes we would have to do ad reads again because one of us would be like, hey, man, I just read that whole thing. Uh, did you miss that? So but I think he was he was like uh, it was really fun to then go back and listen to those episodes and just like hear those little things that I missed and be like, oh, that's why he looked at me with a like like that <laughs> smile on his face. And I was like, oh, that was the pun that I missed that I wasn't quite paying attention to because he's he's sharp with that stuff. It's just. I maintain puns are fine. It's just really hard to like convey humor of a pun on a show. It's just usually like, yes, that is, that is, that is funny. Uh, so I think it was stuff like that would, uh, would stand out to me both during the recording process and then afterwards. So I know he disagrees with you about that. And it's, it's kind of a shame that you get the last word on that. I would say. <laughs> um, I, you know, yeah. And, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, you know, there's this thing in like a relationship when like my wife doesn't know how to do certain things. Like she just won't, she'll just be like, I don't know how to fix this, like my computer. So you're going to have to fix it. And I don't mean to gender this, right? It's just, that's the first thing that came to mind. And, and like, there are things that I don't know. Like, I don't know. Um, gosh, I'm gendering this again. Like Math. until the other day, I didn't have like the pediatrician's number in my phone. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I'm just like, Hey, if we need to reach out to the pediatrician, I'm just gonna be like, Shay, can you call? Doctor, write something like about this. Yeah, my wife, my wife and I were literally having this conversation yesterday, where it's like she, yeah. I think, in preparation for the baby arriving, like she has done more of the prepping the dogs. Like her mom is coming to stay at our house, so like showing her where everything is, showing her mm. how to walk the dogs because we have one giant dog and one small dog. Like she's done all that <laughs> preparation, and it's sort of like, hey, are, are you are you still preparing the dogs? Is is kind of my role in that one? So I'm kind of wondering, you know you developed such a close partnership with mm-hmm. Daryl over the years. Like, are there places where you sort of have found yourself like, huh, I don't know how to do this thing. Or like, I, I'm yeah. just not up to speed on where we are with this. Like, what are, do you mind me asking? Like, what, what are some of those, what are some of those? I mean, uh, so a big one is like when we first started, uh, I, like I was the host and he would be the kind of color guy. And then we had other, like a rotating panel of people. When I left for Turkey is when he started doing the hosting. And I think that was certainly better because I wasn't around anymore, but it probably would have been better to begin with just because I I can talk a lot, as you know, and listeners to the show will know. And so Daryl, I think, was really good about kind of keeping things tight when they needed to be, letting things go when they needed to, and, and just keeping the show moving and still getting his sort of thoughts in there. And I think he was comfortable to kind of sit back, let me talk, and then jump in when he wanted to. And Going from like being the person who kind of talks for a while or or provides the analysis or does the color commentary or whatever to kind of having to do both of those, it feels like that that has been a thing that's been really difficult. I was listening to the Lister Question show we put out last night with Adam Snavely and Ryan Bailey and even the show I just did with Grant Wall today. Like my questions tend to be really long and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but I think it's like I want to talk about like the connection I've made or why that occurred to me and then what that connection leads to and how that leads to that. 
And it can be a little bit confusing. It can be a little bit long-winded, and it's hard to know how to just ask succinct questions and keep the conversation moving, but also keep a little bit of that back and forth that he and I had. It's a it's a tough act to kind of balance. Yeah, yeah. And now you have to having to figure it out on your own. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's to be honest. Yeah, because we really like like to your point about um, I think one of the like earlier points or initial points you made about him being diagnosed is that it didn't really feel real. It felt like well. Like, you know, lots of people get cancer. Like, he, he's going to get treatment. He's a very healthy person. Like, he's going to beat this. And really, only when his wife Shannon called me and said, like, if this treatment doesn't work, he's going to go into hospice, which was about four days before he went into hospice care. That was the first time that I was really like, oh, this is, like, this is kind of it. And I And I think I never really was like aware of that. I honestly am not sure he was up until like those last weeks or so. So we didn't really have much of a plan in place. And we hadn't really talked about like how to adjust the show like after. And so it it has that has definitely been a thing that like would have been hard to talk about. And we tried a few times, but didn't get like particularly far down that road. But it is one thing that like, I would like to know what he kind of envisioned or if he thought this worked or what didn't work, even having kind of like a, a pretty blunt conversation about like what my strengths and weaknesses are to then better like know how I want the show to go from there is, mm. is something I definitely would have liked. Also, there's a lot of passwords that are in his name. So figuring that out has been, <laughs> has been interesting as well. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. So I want to ask you, I'm so curious, I'm sure your listeners are curious about the future of the show, but Mm -hmm. before that, can we just like... Can we just talk about Daryl a little bit longer? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, like when he, you know, when he when he died, uh, I I started looking at like old emails and old mm-hmm. text messages and just like trying to just yeah, I just had took some time to go through that stuff, right? Um, and I wonder, like, I'm, I'm guessing you did the same, but I'm I'm also thinking like probably things moved faster for you, and also because um, you had to just keep the sh- the, sh- yeah. the show must go on, right? And uh, and and um, and also because like there's the volume of, of your communications must have just dwarfed mine, but I did, I, I had I did to delete go- our text messages like once every couple days. Cause we texted so much and so many <laughs> random things that it would like destroy my data and destroy my yeah. storage. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I just, I came across some things that just like, I just sort of forgot about, like he texted me when Maeve was born and congratulated me and uh-huh. he texted me on my birthday and said, you know, and like, these are just like, you know, we're, we're, we're adult, men who became friends as adult men and like don't go back to like high school or you know before when mm. your birthday actually mattered right <laughs> and like and like there's that level of thought and care i will always associate with him you know yeah. like i'll just yeah that that it just came back to me right like oh this was a guy who really um cared about his friends um and, and i was lucky to and be, i would say to be one. 
I would say, sorry to interrupt you, like not just his friends either. Like that's been a thing. A lot of the messages we've gotten or the posts that have been made about him have have mentioned that like he went out of his way. There was a person who I think uh, was in the scouting network and um, or like and like hadn't sent in a report on a fairly prominent player and Daryl sort of chased them up. Daryl really, really liked the scouting network and really wanted everybody to uh, submit reports constantly. So I think he chased this person up and they were sort of like, yeah, I'm going through my own stuff right now. Like I, I want to like, you know, please know that I do. And I think that like as soon as he could understand things, that's how Daryl was. Like as soon as he could get his he- head around a thing the approach changes. And I think like then he emailed back a couple weeks later to, to just check on them and see how they were doing. And I think he was really good about sort of like, like thinking about humanity, thinking about people uh, on a pretty constant basis, uh, which is really hard, especially with, you know, modern world and pandemic and crazy presidents and everything that's going on. I think it's really hard to like, make sure you stay grounded and in touch with people. And I think that's a thing that he was particularly adept at. Well, it's been clear from, you know, the the stuff on Twitter and, you know, which is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just so, so broad, like, you know, I, again, I know you guys reach a lot of people, a lot of people listen to the show and, but it's still really magical to see so many people like feeling a hurt because mm-hmm. of, because of this. Um, yeah. I mean, that's been a, a pretty constant refrain has been like, some people met him from when we were on tour or when we were at some of those events. But for the most part, it's been a lot of messages saying like he was really close to me. I mean, that's why I said that when I when I put up that show um, was that like we got a ton of emails from people saying he's a really good friend to me or you guys have been really good friends to me, uh, even though we've never met. And, and Daryl felt like a big brother or Daryl felt like a just like a, a Mr. Rogers or a positive force. And I think mm-hmm. it, it's been it's been pretty amazing to see like how much he meant to so many people. I, I think he, in the end, was able to like hear some of those messages and 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 sort of react to them. So like I think he 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 knows that the creator of Parks and Rec uh, listened to our show and gave his thoughts. I'm not sure if he was able to hear those thoughts, but like I am happy that he got to hear some of that, so he could sort of know the impact he was having when I told him about it, he was more so just kind of confused than anything else. I'll say that it was like, what? Like people, all right, that's nice of them. That's very nice of them to email in a very Daryl sort of like, Oh, well they didn't need to do that, but that's very welcome. I appreciate that. It was a sort of straightforward approach to a bunch of people saying how great he was. Can I ask how you're doing? I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, you, you've been sort of dealing with this publicly and I don't know, like sometimes I'm like, I'm glad Daryl. I'm glad. Sorry, I'm glad Taylor is, is you know pushing on. And I'm. And then I also think like I hope. I hope Taylor has felt that he can stop and like you know feel his feelings. Um, no, I really haven't. <laughs> to be totally honest, uh, no. I mean, that's not because like like the show must go on. The show kind of has to go on because we have advertisers and commitments and things like that. But a yeah. larger thing for me has been, which I don't. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but like, again, like we, I kind of thought, or we both thought that he was, he was getting better. And like, even again, the week before he was in the hospital or when he was in the hospital, he was saying like, yeah, I'll be back next week. Like, I want to do some list of questions. I wanted to talk about this game. I wanted to do an episode of soccer 101. And part of the plan had been that he was going to uh, basically take as much time as he needed to like rest up and feel ready. And then when uh, our baby came, uh, my wife and I's first, first baby, uh, that he was going to take over the show and he was sort of going to run it for two weeks. Well, I took two weeks of paternity, essentially. Uh, that obviously can't happen. And so it's been 
kind of scrambling to figure out both how to keep the show going in the last couple of weeks, but then also how to keep the show going when I do take that time off. Because if I wasn't editing the show, Daryl was editing the show. And if Daryl wasn't editing the show, then I was like, that's, it's kind of been the two of us since 2014 thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. You guys like just have your, have each other's, you know, have each other's backs in a way that was like, it was yeah, like a handshake, weird. but like so much more than a handshake. You yeah, know? It's it's really strange. Like that's the stuff that is honestly like when we talked like two weeks ago and then last week, like I was definitely in a different headspace. And it's definitely the case that if you ask me, how am I doing tomorrow? You'll probably get a different answer. But like the little stuff that has been hitting harder is just stuff like I that you don't realize is a thing because it just is. So like I never had doubts about Daryl. Like neither one of us was ever – like at the end of a show, like, hey, man, I know you didn't research for that. Like, hey, you could have done a little bit better. Like there was always that faith that the other one was coming fully prepared. But it was also that like he was emailing people their their subscriber or their um their scoutee uh, or that we were like or that he was checking Twitter when I wasn't checking Twitter. Like there was sort of that relationship that you knew that you didn't even really have to communicate. And it's stuff like that that is sort of like, oh, that's not going to be possible to replace. And even little things like poor Joe, uh, I think, wasn't really ready. Luckily, he's on the West Coast, so it's less of an impact. But like <laughs> Daryl and I don't really like keep normal hours at all. Um, yeah. Like So we would text each other. I knew that if I texted him before... 10 30 or 11 he wasn't going to respond but if i texted him at 2 a.m there was a decent chance he was going to answer right back and that was kind of we don't really have office hours uh and so joe i think has had to deal with a little bit of me messaging him at like 12 30 at night like hey i think this could be a good topic for a show luckily it's only i think 10 30 now where he is but stuff like that has definitely been the the thing that kind of like sneaks up on you more than anything else yeah so, oh, I, I think, but to answer, sorry, see, there's, there's the long windedness to answer your question. So <laughs> I think right now, and I talked to you about this a little bit off, like maybe last week or so. And I think you, you summed it up really well as like, I, I, I need to be in like survival mode for right now. And then I can be in long-term mode. And I've kind of embraced that, that like getting to the point where I can step away for two weeks and have other people do shows and it's going to be some from Joe Lowry. It's going to be some from Ryan Bailey. We'll still have allocation disorder. We're going to have lots of different guests coming in doing some things that like I've been doing with those people and then other people coming in to do entirely different things. And that's how it's going to be. Uh, so it's been sort of like getting to that point. And then mm-hmm. like, this is probably not the best plan, but it's the plan that I have, which is like to then sort of focus on my wife and our baby, but also taking that time to really I guess pull back a little bit from the show on an immediate basis and figure out some things about, you know, wh- where does it go from here? How do I want it to grow? How much do I want to be involved in it? Like, I'm not to say I'm going to quit or anything like that, but it's just sort of figuring out, like, you know, do people want to just hear from me and not Daryl? Do people want to hear from other people, like kind of filling in or taking over hosting roles? And does it need to be a, a rotating cast or just a few individuals? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure people don't want just me talking into a mic for an hour a day. That won't be the case, but <laughs> that's kind of where things are right now. Yeah. When we spoke, you were thinking through like your options mm-hmm. and my advice was to make the decisions that you needed to make yeah. to keep things running. And cause a lot of people love the show and, you know, like me, like listen daily and, you know, just like rely on it for that. Um, and the soccer world is going to keep going and, there are going to be people who want to talk about it and hear about it. Um, but then like not to make any decisions, any big decisions right now. Like you just shouldn't like, you should take yeah. some time, think about it, strategize. Yeah. Um, you have a baby almost here. Like there's just a lot of good reasons to like, you know, just to, yeah. like, take, take a pause. 
You and know? I think um, I think yeah. one thing that I like really appreciated in that advice from you is like so I like listening to that Adam and Ryan interview again. Like that's the thing I don't really do. I f- it feels like some some Kanye stuff to like listen back to your own shows and be like, yeah, that was a good point. <laughs> um, but I have started like making myself listen to things a bit more just to hear like oh like like I stepped on Adam's one of Adam's points last night because I was just so excited to talk and it's like yeah you can't really do that man like you got to slow down and I think sort of really taking that time to slow down uh, will be really good because it sort of allows me to reset and see like, ah, that, that wasn't really working or like, why are we still doing this when it could be this way? And like kind of figuring out what I think works, what I think needs to be better, what I need to improve upon and, and, and sort of slowing it down to figure out how to make it very good in the long term as opposed to how to just kind of keep it going and keep putting out content. Yeah. I, I, I mean <clears> – <throat> The closest analog I have to this was when, you know, after the first two issues of Howler, um, two of the four co-founders, the two designers quit and, uh, we had a long like legal back and forth and it was just a big mess. And, you know, I, yeah, I had to, you know, we had to figure out how to come out of that. And, you know, we knew that something was going to change. We didn't know what and how, but we just decided that it's, you know, things are going to change. We can either just grab a hold of it and try to, try to take advantage of that and like, evolve it conscientiously and in like a, a really, you know, intentional way, or it would just, it would just do it haphazardly. It would just evolve in a way that we just, you know, yeah. like it would, it would change us somehow. And, and, uh, that's my advice for you. Like I, they're going to be, you're putting out a create like you're, you're creating something and, um, you know, yeah, you, I, I think yeah. the, the analogy I would, I would, I've come up with on the fly that I hope works is like, if you needed like a new car door and you get one that like mostly fits, but is a different color. And it's like, (laughs) you can persist with that and it's mostly doing the job, but you're also sort of throwing that on there because you need something to be there versus like taking the time to figure out exactly what the door needs to be and exactly what the color is. And it's sort of finding the balance of keeping it going but also making it as good as it can be. And I don't want that to sound like like the shows haven't been good, because honestly, I think they've been very good. I think a lot of the people who've come on have really brought it and have really been excellent, been uh, okay with my meandering questions and things like that. So I think the shows have been very good. What I am hesitant about is like just getting kind of stuck in the cycle of like, ah, oh, this is what we do, and then you stop evolving, and maybe then as you stop evolving, you stop putting in that n- next level of effort that you have to put in to keep it growing and keep it going really well. So that's, well, you guys, I think yeah, I'm pretty much. Yeah. But you guys were on a trajectory before this happened yeah. where you were diversifying, you were bringing, mm-hmm. you know, you had soccer 101, you had, um, you had Joe's show in your feed and you had, uh, you know, Sam and Paul's show yep. launched in your feed and it was transitioning a little bit from you and Daryl every day to you and Daryl plus these other, these other voices in your, in your network. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really great place to go. Um, but I guess the thing I want to ask you is, like, what are you? What What are you? I, I, I think there are probably going to be a lot of answers to this. But what are you nervous about? What What makes you? What are you afraid of in this next couple of this yeah. next year or two? Like, and I know this is maybe a hard question to answer, but I'm yeah. I, I like my theory behind this, Taylor, is that if you say it out loud, um, and people will hear it, and the thing you're afraid of won't be that bad. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. 
Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, folks, this is Taylor from the Total Soccer Show reminding you that we are inching ever closer to the start of the summer transfer window, which means there are teams that will buy and sell their players early. There are teams that will leave that business very late, and there are teams that will operate in between. But no matter what, it's going to be a chaotic situation. There's going to be offers coming through willingly. There's going to be transactions to be tracked and processed and make sure that enough money is there. There's going to be probably angry clubs calling to complain. There are many things to deal with. And unfortunately for those clubs, there is no sort of business tool that makes things easier, makes transactions simpler, gets the business done efficiently and effectively. But for the small businesses around the globe, there is such a service, Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek kits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. And I really appreciate that about Shopify. No matter how big you are, no matter how fast you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States, and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. That's as many countries as will be selling players in the transfer window this summer. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash TSS, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash TSS now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash TSS. Oh, I was, I was I was confused. The the thing that I told you, I'm afraid of. You mean? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, I mentioned to you. I think like I, m- one of my fears, like yeah. with the show, has been simply that people just won't listen anymore. Because well, there's, yeah, uh-huh. like I think for a lot of people, yeah. I mean, as we've already talked about, they're all meant so much to so many people that there's that feeling of like if you if you're listening to it again and the person isn't there, it's like I don't know. Uh, this is another bad analogy, but like, it's like if they cast somebody else as the Joker for like the third Dark Knight movie, and it's like, yeah, but you're not Heath Ledger. Like, why would I want to watch this? This isn't good enough. And I've had that fear that people will just sort of not want to listen anymore. Or, and like, even then, I would get that. I think the bigger one would be more so that like people just assume it won't be good anymore, that there's no way the show can be good anymore. That has been like, I really appreciated all the messages we've gotten. Um, and it's meant a lot to me. It's been a lot to Shannon's family. I think it's meant a ton to his mom who he didn't really talk about the show with that much. So I think for her to see the sort of outpouring of support and like, she's staying, she's still in the States. She's still staying with Shannon. They had Fubo on the other night and like Daryl's episode with the Cooligans was on. And she was just like, what? My son is on television. So I think she's gotten to experience so much of it. And that's been wonderful. Genuinely. The thing that has been a little bit hard for me at times is that people sort of 
message us to eulogize the show. And as the person who is still actively doing the show to hear how the show was so good and used to be so good and they're so sad it's over, that takes a toll. And it's I, and I understand why people want to message that and want to kind of convey how much Daryl meant or how much the show has meant to them. But it's still hard to read when it's like, yeah, Daryl was the best part about that show. He was the best part about American soccer. <laughs> and now it's all over. It's like, I don't necessarily disagree with, with some of your statements, except maybe that last one. And that, <laughs> that one's kind of rough. So I think that's probably been the biggest fear of, are people going to listen? And then as it evolves, I think there's a natural thing of they're going to compare it to what was there before. And I kind of want them to because like, I'm really proud of the shows that we would do when it came to the U.S. national team or the women's national team or uh, men's tournaments or women's tournaments. Like, I think we did a really good job of covering those in a lot of detail. I don't plan to change that because those are some of my favorite shows we did. But I hope at the same time it's not, you know, well, Daryl did this and Joe would have and Joe did that or Daryl would have thought about that this way. There have been a few of those of people telling me how I, I didn't fully understand Daryl, which is an interesting one. Also interesting is when people email Daryl to say that they're sorry for the passing of Taylor. Those ah. have been strange emails to get. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure what's going on there. But, yeah, I think that's that's kind of the biggest one for sure. Yeah. I mean, my take on this is just that the people who are emailing you are doing it out of a sense of loss. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I think you know that. And, and, um, but maybe conflating the loss of Daryl with the loss of the show, which is, is Daryl's legacy. Right. And so, um, I don't know. I've been, I've been really heartened to see how you have kept, kept things running in the face of like some really big challenges. Um, and not just by yourself with some real, with some good help from, from people that, that have stepped up as well. Yeah. Um, and so it's such a complicated time. <laughs> and, and and for you, like, man, just this duality of like business partner and friend and, and grieving for a friend and, and needing to like, you know, step up as the business partner. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, that can't be easy. And I really, I admire what you've been doing. And, and so I don't know. I mean, I, I, you did mention that this was a fear of yours. I, I was sort of, I was sort of angling more for like a, what do you see as big challenges going mm -hmm. forward? But I'm glad you brought it here because I do think that like the, the, the people who are listening to this now, like are, they, they're invested in several different things is my, is my theory. Like there's the show itself. Mm -hmm. There's, there was your relationship with Daryl, which is something that is like at the heart of the show in some ways. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to evolve and it's going to change. And like the reasons people listen are going to change. And, you know, the relationships that form the heart of that show are obviously going to change. And so hearing you and Ryan together, hearing you and Adam, you know, just you and Joe, like hearing all these different relationships blossom, I, I'm finding interesting and, and just I'm enjoying that. Um, mm -hmm. It's obviously <laughs> it's hard to talk about without yeah. with separating that from Daryl because, you know, you, you don't want you don't you don't want that to have change but yeah, it, man. it did and, and, and honestly yeah. dude like the thing that i didn't like like it's you know it's been a stressful time so I, I don't judge myself too harshly for this but like i also kind of didn't really think about how it impacts the people who are coming on the show like joe when we did that first the whales review usa whales like made a point to say that he was you know he was happy to be on the show but also was aware of why he was on the show and that it made it kind of awkward and it's strange like that I that just hadn't occurred to me that like yes it it must be really strange to come on the program and not have Daryl be there and be aware of like why you're the one who's talking about the national team or why for Ryan he's answering listener questions like and that's I think that's that's a thing that like 
to bring it back to kind of the reason why we're talking, which is Daryl, like that's that's the thing that I'm I'm sort of trying to be more mindful of because I think Daryl was particularly good at that about sort of knowing that like, oh, like the situation surrounding the event that I tend to be like, what happened in the game? And he would, I think, naturally be a bit more like, but it's exciting that a game happened in the first place, right? And sort of, (laughs) I think keeping the human aspect of the show, like, (laughs) sounds like such a robot thing to say, but you know what I mean? Uh, I think that's, that's such an important thing is like being aware how it impacts everybody who's uh involved with the show be it like contributing to it or listening to it or being a part of it or whatever it might be it's just like it's easy in those moments to kind of like think about yourself and not realize how many other people are are impacted by things yeah and what i would say is that that humanity is you like is at the heart of the show and you are equally responsible for that and so i don't want you to forget that and i think the people who listening know that as well. And, and so I, I just, my urge to be self-deprecating is rising just so you know, <laughs> I know, I know. Stop. <laughs> just stop. Um, yeah. So I think like, I think I speak for a lot of people. I hope when I say that you deserve time to figure it all out and, um, and that, you know, we're here for the ride. Uh, and like that, honestly, in my opinion, a, a really wonderful way to honor Daryl is to, to, you know, figure out what the, sh- what the legacy of the show is. And like, and, and, and that means that it's not finished. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's no. very much evolving and exciting yeah. in, in like in that evolution, I would say. No, like, and I think I said this at his memorial service, but like, um, like the reason why I'm, I'm always going to sign like the total soccer show tweets is first of all, it's a force of habit, but it's mostly that like, there are definitely times that I would go to write something and then be like, should I message him? Like, I, I think I responded to like a Matt Doyle thing, uh, I forget where it is. I think I have it screen grabbed somewhere. But uh, but like I asked him, like, should I tweet this? And he was like, no, it's funny, but like people are going to take it the wrong way, and then they're going to get even more mad at Doyle. And like I, I think I definitely have a more cynical, sarcastic edge, and am happy to tweet things along those lines. And I think he he was much more like, yeah, we don't need to do that. We don't need to add more cynicism. And that is a thing that like signing signing with a T is intentional because it makes me think about like, well, if Daryl read that tweet, is he going to be like, man, why are you inviting <laughs> like this into our lives? And I think that is, a th- it's why I'm trying to, you know, introduce people with puns. Like there are things that I would like to keep going with the show that I think were, were so important that he instituted or he was like a very good exemplar of. And, and yeah, I'm with you that I think it's a thing that as the show evolves, I still want it to be grounded in a lot of the stuff that I think um, made our relationship really special. Yeah, and you're you're going to have his voice in your ear too for, yeah. for a long time. Yeah, you know, uh, and and uh, literally yeah, I mean, and figuratively, and, yeah. <laughs> and the rest of us are going to hear it too yeah. through you. And I, I I love that. Like that's that's yeah. I mean, you and Shannon are the people who are going to in in my life. You know carry that on and i yeah i'm grateful to you guys for that yeah that's that's the plan that's the plan at least we'll see um and and like you know i think i think the community that he was connected to and connected me to and we were a part of has has also like there have been so many thoughtful messages like i shouldn't just focus on the ones that caused me a little bit of stress but like there have been so many kind messages and people reaching out and a lot of you know, just, just messaging to say hello, do not feel the need to respond if you don't want to, like that stuff matters and, and is appreciated. Um, and I like, 
at the same time, Daryl is so good about responding to emails and messages, and I am not, <laughs> that I have tried really hard to make sure that I was better, at least in the short term. Hopefully that stays uh, stays the course for the long term. I'm sure it's tempting for you. It, it's tempting for me. Like I was watching that USA Panama game mm. and thinking, man, Daryl would be so excited yep. right now mm-hmm. by this. You know, like, oh yeah, it that's been. that's tough. I mean, Otis um, comes on a Wolves player <laughs> playing for the national team. Oh that, my god, that, I don't know what he would have done, but it would have been loud and excited. Yes, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, that that's like a gift that I think he gave. Like that that mm. excitement is something that I became less and less able to like summon that over my time like working in soccer, and um, it just became you know like the 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 joy of that. Mm. He never lost that. Uh, I I take that. You know, I, I try to remember that. I think he just I, never I'm, saw the point yeah. in it, to be honest. Like, <laughs> he never saw the point in in being more cynical, in in getting more frustrated by things. I think I, my guess would be that he would say the the world is already frustrating and stressful enough, and like you don't need to add more to it, but you also don't need to more to add more on yourself. And that has been the case that so often when I think there's a clever tweet or something that's going to be funny. Even if it is, it's still going to get a few people being like, I can't believe you said that. Michael Bradley's the worst. And like, you know, that stuff takes a toll. Hannibal Burris talks about that a lot, that like Twitter is weird, that it's great. And yet simultaneously, like you'll look at it and be like, oh, a person says I suck. That's fun. That went straight to my phone. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like, you know, there's a difference between like cynicism and like, like being a realist. And, yeah. you know, the, 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 one of the things I knew this about him before, but like doing the book club, which remains in suspension right well, we, um, we're, we're, we're gonna pick that back up eventually yeah, right yeah 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 good 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 i think we owe it to him um that you know he 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 did see the world for what it was and i always appreciated that you know that you can that you can simultaneously have that that depth of understanding of like man things are rough uh in in places and yet like find this joy you know one of the things he told me i don't remember if i kept it in 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 the interview i did with him about his his diagnosis and treatment was he he was saying he was saying, I got, I've got a lot to live for, including something big in November. Right. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, the election. Mm. And, uh, he didn't, he didn't make it to see that. Um, yeah, but, uh, no, I'm really mad about that to be honest. I know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's just like the fundamental decency and like, and, and wit and just like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. This was a weird eulogy a, a little bit, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, I think he would be so invested and so interested in what you're going to do with this show going forward that I don't feel like that section of it was really out of place. So I apologize if, if it was, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious as a listener and as a friend mm. and, and hopefully this was in some way interesting as well. Cause we didn't really talk about soccer and this is a soccer podcast. <laughs> are you, are you bringing us to a close? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, no, no, no. This is your show. Um, no, it is. Uh, yeah, do you want to talk about kids, like babies, and you're about to have one? Like, are, um, you, are you ready? Well, and, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about like, like where, like, what happens after. Not like, yes, I want to talk about yes, babies. But, yes, um, yeah, let's do it. I, I'm, I'm so curious about this, and I'd love to yeah. help you think through it. So, let's yeah. do it. Let's I mean, so it. I think, I think again, where your advice was really useful is that, like, I, I want to make sure, like, we, I think, I think, like, a big asset or a big strength of the show was talking about things to the level that we did and i and i think since daryl passed and and trying to kind of scramble to make sure we're still putting out the shows we are it hasn't led to a lot of experimentation i think it's been the people that i know can come in and i can rely upon to put out soccer 101 which joe has done i need to stress how good joe lowry is because i feel like i always end up praising him and and the more you praise somebody i feel like like the the less meaningful it is but i'm gonna go for it anyway because joe is a dude who like i 
I think maybe in five minutes explained the process of like what Soccer 101 is or how we kind of envisioned it, how you upload a show, what you need to do with the advertisers. And like, that was it. <laughs> Joe, Joe just sort of rolled with it and to the extent that then I think he recorded his first one before I even needed him to. Like I had asked him to have it out by Friday afternoon and he had it out Thursday evening. And it just happens to be the case that that was the Thursday that Daryl passed. And so if Joe, like, this is such a minor thing, but it's like those like little things that simplify your life in really stressful moments are so much more meaningful. And the idea that I didn't have to do the math on Friday morning of like, Joe is going to release a soccer 101 episode. I'm going to release this, this show that is basically informing people that Daryl has passed away. Like, I don't want like, Joe's show to be like, like, I don't want that to come afterwards. Like that would be bad for him. It's his first soccer 101 and that he had already done it and done it really well, like just made my life that much easier. And that's the sort of, ease he has brought to my life in doing the show and ryan is the same ryan has consistently asked if there's anything he can do or how he can help he's gonna learn some more editing and uploading this week so that he can handle some of that when i'm away and i think like those those people that i can rely upon have been so important paul and sam the same pablo coming on the cooligans everybody's been on the show uh uh, Felipe has messaged me a bunch and been a very good, a good pal to me. And I want to keep all those people involved. I also do want to have other people, different people who we haven't had before. Um, to be again, pretty honest, I'm aware that most of the people that have been on the show are, are, are white dudes. I think that's something that I would like to diversify a little bit more and get different looks on different things. We haven't talked about WSL very much and I would like to focus more in on that. Um, so I think there's my goal would be to, Sort of continue to do some of the stuff, the the in-depth match reviews, the listener questions, try to do some different trivia or some lighter stuff as well, but then have other people on the show either to be interviewed or to host, like guest host an episode and have somebody on that they want to talk to just to give different perspectives. I think all the while the goal would be to honor the, I would say, tradition established by, by, by Daryl and myself of like – being thoughtful of things and it's not hot take. It's not screaming. It's not yelling about what happened, but talking about what happened and trying to be sort of objective and provide analysis and be positive if you can be, but not be negative just because it's easier to be negative because it is uh, like, that's I think roughly the idea I have. It's not very specific, but that's where I am now. Again, that's why I'm, I'm hoping to take some time to kind of figure things out in a more structured way. Yeah, you deserve that. Um, I mean, what I hear you saying is, and what I see is that you, you, you have, you have people around you stepping up. It's really, it's really wonderful. Um, you, I, I know, I know how hard you guys have worked to like build Total Soccer Show to what it is. And like, and when you guys launch a show in your feed, it gets, it gets downloaded. Like people listen to it. People trust you. They trust your judgment. They, they trust like, uh, quote unquote, the brand of the Total Soccer Show. Like, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's like something that you worked super hard for. Um, and so, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I believe that once you do that, you, sh you know, you're doing the right thing by giving someone like Joe a voice. Joe is still in college. Like mm -hmm. that is, that's crazy. What a talent. Right. Um, and so I have to, I have th to resist the urge to make jokes about him being a child, like literally every time <laughs> he's on the show. I don't think he would love that. In fact, I know he would not, but I'm going to yeah. do that now. Yeah. Joe's a child. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and so, you know, like, yeah, my advice is take some risks, like, mm -hmm. you know, relinquish some control, like, but also, you know, understand that you are providing a value and like a service to people who, you know, you're, you're sort of teaching, right. In a way, not, sorry, there's a mosquito that I'm trying to kill. <laughs> um, 
Florida. Oh, Florida. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so like, I just want to see you move forward with confidence, you know, um, trust your judgment, uh, use your platform wisely and like give, give people a spotlight mm-hmm. like Joe. Um, and, and, and I think there are others, like you mentioned that, that, that deserve a shot like that. Um, and like one thing you and Daryl have always been is extremely generous. Um, and that's a form of generosity. And so I, I think that that's a way that like his spirit will live on in, in this show and in, in what you do. Um, and, yeah, like we're all here to like cheer you on and like listen and be entertained by you and, and forgive you for missteps because you can't really build something amazing and, and worthwhile without without taking risks and mm-hmm. risks risks involve mess ups and Yeah. You know. And 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 I wanna hear if if things don't work or if people don't like things. Like that's it's not to say that like f- negative feedback is is negative. It's not. It's really useful. And there's stuff, even little things like like using phrases that we don't realize are indelicate. Like I think I, I said like crazy bipolar once and we had like talking about a team who were very up and down and somebody messaged to be like, hey, that's like not great, kind of hurtful. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like that stuff is is important. Like I like aside from the personal thing, like I do want to know like, ah, that didn't really work or like, hey, like you like. That like could have been slower, or could have been faster, or could have been shorter. Like I appreciate that feedback. I think another thing that Daryl was really good about was knowing when to ignore a comment and know when the comment was sort of thought out or good natured and would respond to it accordingly and would sort of go back and forth if he felt like there was a thing there. There was if there was like a kernel of truth there, he was going to explore it. And and that's a thing that I also would like to kind of continue to honor and make sure happens. It's but it is again that balance of like. Well, this person like didn't begin the tweet by saying I suck, but they did say like it's it's hard to know like when it's constructive and when it isn't. So I don't want people to feel like they can't then critique or criticize the show. Certainly they can and they don't need me to tell them that to do that anyway. Um, but I do like that feedback and that sort of response from the audience is really important to know what what registers and what doesn't and what are some areas they wish we would talk more about or what haven't we talked about or have talked about too much. I, I am very mindful of how much I think I don't talk about Man United and then I do. Daryl would consistently tease me for that. And like I don't know if people need 30 minutes every single week about what Man United are up to. I feel like they do, but I'm pretty sure most people do not. Hey everyone, this is Taylor interrupting one last time because I did feel like it was important for us to talk about Manchester United for another 20 to 45 minutes, maybe an hour. A solid hour seems good. That's not really why I'm interrupting. Uh, I am with you today to tell you about Away, who are sponsoring this episode of the Total Soccer Show. Away Travel creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. They started with the perfect suitcase, crafted with features that make travel more seamless, and now, when even the familiar looks different, you can count on Away's range of essentials to solve real travel problems whenever you take that next trip. I have obviously not been traveling very much due to an impending baby, and that's the way to phrase that, uh, and also, you know, the global pandemic. When last we did travel, Daryl and I went to New York for an MLS event. We also went to Germany, I think last fall, about two years ago. Time has lost all meaning, but both times, Daryl used his away luggage, and it made it very, very easy. Uh, when we were in Germany, he used the travel charger to charge all of his devices and mine because I did not bring an adapter. So if you're traveling internationally, that's a way to make sure that you've got all your your device is powered to the extent possible. All of Away suitcases are designed to last a lifetime with durable exteriors that can withstand even the roughest of baggage handlers. That's important. You've got four 360-degree spinner wheels guaranteed, the smoothest roll even through the most hectic of airports and stations, and a TSA-approved combination lock to keep all your belongings safe. If you aren't 
fully convinced. There's a 100-day trial on everything Away makes, so you can take your product on the road, see how it performs, and if it doesn't hold up to expectations, you can send it right back. And if it does, well, then you've got luggage for life. You're good to go. You can shop their selection of suitcases and bags at awaytravel.com slash TSS and give someone something to look forward to this holiday season. That's awaytravel.com slash TSS. Thank you very much to Away for sponsoring today's episode. Now back to myself and Mr. George Gracie one last time as we transition into talking about parenting. Yeah. You, <laughs> fi- I mean, find, find those guardrails. <laughs> right? uh, if you want a reality check, I'm happy to text you back. Well, I think you're going you're gonna to give me a reality check here. So, uh, so, so baby, baby potentially arriving this weekend. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Lots of sleep, really restful, like super easy, right? Once the baby's here, everything's good. Yeah. Smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my advice is like the best thing I did, and this was advice from a friend, was I, uh, make a ton of like, I made a ton of like vegetarian burritos before, before the baby came mm-hmm. and I froze them. And like having something that was like not terrible for me and super easy and like filled me up and just could, just could be ready in like a minute or two. Man, you're like the fifth person to say that, and I still have not done that. <laughs> Please, do this, do it. It's. I'm telling you, you will. Every time you take a bite of like a burrito with like eggs and mm. cheese and potatoes, and you're like, "Oh, this is so good. I'm so dead tired. I didn't have to think <laughs> about where my next food was coming yeah, from." Man. You will. You will thank me. Uh, Especially, that's, that's, we have been warned, and it has been the case. Like we have, we have um, some very like wonderful. We have a very supportive network of people uh in richmond but my family her family our friends and lots of people have dropped off really great things uh a, fr- a greek friend of mine made amazing uh, kebabs last week that was awesome but you do then get a lot of like chips and candy and baked stuff and uh you're not wrong that probably having some frozen food would not be the worst idea compared to like well i don't really feel like making anything so i'm gonna eat cake for lunch as well as breakfast and dinner dude i have become a master of my freezer since this baby <laughs> was born like like i have frozen bread which i always thought was gross like yeah. i was like why would i freeze my bread and Are then i'm like wow frozen bread is amazing like i just pop it in the toaster for a few minutes. it's like it's like fresh bread you know do you have a microwave <laughs> like, george yeah we have a microwave do you use the microwave yeah 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 do we need a microwave for a baby you don't have a microwave? We do not. Oh, wow. We also don't have a coffee maker. Oh. We go we go okay. pretty minimalistic. We we have go, a French press. That's how we roll. Yeah. Okay. I use I use an AeroPress for my coffee. Yeah. So um but uh now we've turned full pretentious. Yeah, let's go back to microwave are, for a second. Microwaves are useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, also like a little like a, one of those um electric water kettles. Those are useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You we know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. I do. Yeah, good. You use that to like heat up the bottle. Like you can basically heat up some water, pour it in a cup, put the bottle in the cup, let it sit there for a minute or two, warming up, and then you've got you've got like lukewarm milk, right? Yeah. You're all good. I think we have. I think we have a bottle uh, warmer. Margaret, are you awake? My wife is asleep, so she doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> but but <laughs> you need a but, microwave? Wow, it's been, like 2020, and you guys don't have a microwave. You just did a kitchen renovation. Was this like a conscious choice? Yeah. Uh, it, yes, it was because, well, there's a couple of reasons. One of them is very heavy. One of them is just that, like, I, I don't love microwave food. The biggest one is just that she didn't want to clean a microwave. I think her goal is to never have to clean a microwave ever again. Cause wait, is you, that the heavy, the, you have a heavy reason you didn't want a microwave? No, the heavy reason, if we're going to go back to it is basically that, um, Daryl was, was a, a healthy person. Uh, he had right. type one diabetes, but took his health very seriously. Was a vegetarian. Yeah, he ate really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and got this this form of cancer, which is 
pretty aggressive. Um, and then like in learning more about it, like we've come to learn that it's the most common form of cancer for men of our age, I believe, and is mm. the primary reason why I think they're recommending that people get colonoscopies at younger ages. I got one right, after he was right. diagnosed. Um, I think you have to have medical history or reasons for it. But um, I, I think with that in our conversations, he was pretty convinced that it was environmental, that like you don't go from this cancer being fairly rare to it being the most common form of cancer. It's the same one that killed Chadwick Boseman. Um, right. I, I've oh, had wow. like three or four family friends pass away from it. And it suddenly feels like, wow, this is kind of everywhere. And mm. his argument was that it was it, that that Ne like it necessarily follows that it's environmental. And so he was, he was pretty concerned about plastics. He was pretty concerned about, I don't think it was necessarily microwave, but I think that's where my head goes is like microwaving plastic feels like a bad idea. I think you're not supposed to do sure. that anyway. Uh, sure. and cell phones, cell phones were his big one. Cause we both have pretty active brains. And I think we would like listen to podcasts while falling asleep. And I, he, he long held that he fell asleep with his phone where his liver was every single night. Uh, so I think, that's like a more maybe more paranoid or maybe more realistic. But I think there are certain things that have made okay. me a bit more like, well, yeah, we throw out all of our Teflon. We have cast iron now because I got really freaked out about chemicals and things like that. It's it's definitely had a more a like more pervasive so, impact. Than I yeah. Think so I was this is like of. this is a way that you're dealing with this mm -hmm. in, a, in a way that yeah. that is made, oh, interesting. Oh, diet okay. soda, too. Like he and I, man, we we always had like like a case of coke zero yeah. in the office yeah. constantly like i think i was probably one of those like drinking three to four a day type of people i think he was not far behind that uh that's another one cutting that one out it's been somehow i've not lost any weight but i am eating way less fun things so that's cool yeah wow <laughs> yeah. okay okay well, that, took yeah, us, that... that took us away from microwaves i apologize no 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 i mean that's this is a show sort of about daryl and mm -hmm. about you and so that feels appropriate, actually. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, so back to the babies. Um, uh, the other thing I was going to point out is though we don't have a microwave, uh, I am very fortunate that Margaret, my wife, has like done all of the research for all of the things. So she compiled our registry, and uh, I, I do. There's a there's a, a very calming thing of hearing from somebody who has a kid, and they're like, "Oh, you got that changing pad." That's the changing pad to get. It's like, all right, cool. Well, then we're settled. That's all. That's all it takes. Again, I feel like what I've learned is that if you um, you provide the material stuff, that's it. You don't need to raise the kid from then on. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Cool. You're set. Sweet. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, look, you're going to be such good parents. I'm really, really excited for for this kid. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you are. Um, I hope I believe you. No, like the thing you have to do to be a good parent is to care yeah. and give a. And that's it. Really, like everything else, you'll figure out. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah this is not a parenting podcast. I go into a bunch of stuff, but um, <laughs> I'm excited for you. I like. I'm just glad that you are figuring out a way to be able to step away from from this thing mm -hmm. because I know from experience like how hard that is, and it's an achievement that you have gotten the show to this point. And so Thanks, I'm, man. I'm, I'm really. I hope people see that. I hope people understand like how how tough it's been to to build the show and to get to this point that, cause like that's a, I, I, you know, this is a reason we didn't have a baby mm -hmm. um, with Haller. Uh, like there just wasn't, I just didn't oh, yeah. feel like I can't step away from this. Like if I do, if I step away from this from like a month for like a month, it's over. Like what? Yeah, who's going to keep doing this? You know, we wanted to have uh, a baby since we came back from abroad. So 2013, we got married in 2013. We came back in 
like July 3rd, I think, of 2013, got married in, on July 27th of 2013. And we wanted oh, wow. to have a kid since then, but we are in uh, Northern Virginia. She was working at the State Department, and then the shutdown happens, and we were like, ah, it doesn't feel like secure yet. We moved back to Richmond. She's in law school. Law school and a podcast does not a stable income necessarily make. So, yeah, like we, we waited for a while until we were sort of in a position where it made sense. And so we're both really, really excited. Just, you know, also also nervous about things. How much sleep were you, George, able to get versus uh, Shay? In the first few months, uh-huh. uh, she, like she's just on call a little bit more just because mm-hmm. like, you know, just because like she's got the milk. Right. And so that. That's tough. Um, I tried to pick up my, pick up the slack mm-hmm. around that. Like, you know, I'm walking the dogs every time. It's yep. not even a question. We had that right? conversation that kind of last night. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, what I found to be super helpful, like my advice to you, and um, I'm not even sure if we're still recording for the show anymore, oh, but like this is useful. <laughs> is, I'm sure like, people are listening. And if not, then it's just my, you and me, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. My calendar has become way more structured since we had the baby. And, and I, I have don't a startup, believe so, like, you. <laughs> no, no, for real. Like... <laughs> I yeah. know. I just, I just love. Sorry to interject, man. I just like, like your your story about your first appearance on the show being when you were doing like a couple different multitasking things is just the most. <laughs> like, yeah, George, yeah, I knew yeah, that. Yeah. Like every I know, time, I know, I know. like we would have goal mouth calls or or just sort of like planning calls. George is always like, I think last time walking we talked, yeah. you were walking both dogs while carrying a baby, and I think like maybe ordering food at the same time. Like George is the master of the multitask, but I guess My that does. Yeah. To organizing but, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, anyway, I am known for this a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just like, look, have things planned out in advance. It, it's Taylor, it's not dissimilar to like this, the total soccer mm-hmm. show situation going on, like just to bring it back to that, like, because you, you reached a point, like, it's so much harder to make decisions in a moment of crisis. And like little things will start to feel like crises. You're like, oh no, the baby's crying. Oh, it's yeah, 3 a.m. Whose yeah. turn is it to go get the baby? You don't want to, ha- you don't want to be negotiating then. Right. You want to, you want to be like going to bed knowing like if the baby cries, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to get up or you're going to get up. It's, it's like one of us is claiming this next time. Right. Um, so you think communication is important? Helpful. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You no, know what? You I, want sorry, my baby I don't advice? mean that to sound sarcastic. Like <laughs> genuinely, my parents, like we'll make it real. My parents split up pretty late in life. Like they'd been married uh, for like 33 years, I think, and then split up. And I'm, I think a huge part of that was a lack of communication. And, oh, wow. And, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I, you're, you're not wrong. Like, we, we have that with, with the dogs because for whatever reason, our dogs have decided that 6 a.m. is breakfast time. And as I said earlier, my wake up time, as was Daryl's, was like closer to nine or 10. Uh, so Margaret, my wife has to, <laughs> to deal with that a lot. So we've had those conversations about like, yeah, no, it's, it's your morning. So you got to plan accordingly. And I think that's, that's probably the way to do it. I think like making sure that you know what you need to be doing to make your partner feel sane and heard and, feel a little bit relaxed is is definitely the good approach i put a i put a uh like last like my wife last like december was mm-hmm. complaining she's like you know i've done all the planning for christmas this year and like and that's every year i have to do i buy all the gifts i like plan all the whatever like where we're gonna be what we're doing you know da, da, da. and so i was like you know what i'm not gonna let this happen again so i put on my calendar uh Ask Shay what I can do to help plan for Christmas. And the, the little alert went off last night and I asked her, I was like, Hey, Dude, let's make a time to talk heard. about what I can. Yeah. And, and, and she was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. And I was like, yes, you know, all I, like, all I had to do is remember to put a little calendar thing. And 
I felt like a genius. Um, I'm, anyway, that's like an example, right? Dude, I can't uh, believe how similar, like, honestly, we had like a very similar conversation to that last night. My question for you then is like, with the, with the, with her doing everything with Christmas normally, you've done well to step up this year, credit to you. Like, is that a thing that you were consciously aware of or were you sort of like, oh, it's what she, like Shay usually does that. I'm assuming she's doing it again. I don't mean that I even was like, in a negative way. I was way. like, she cares more. Mm-hmm. And so if this is going to happen, she cares more. I don't really care if like, if, if this doesn't happen, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't really care, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I, it's not true. That's not true. I do care. Like, did you ever say that is, to her? And how big of a fight was that? No, if you did? no, no. Right, I wouldn't. Cool. No, I, w- I don't think I would say that to her. Like, cool, cool, cool. I think she can sense it, mm-hmm. right? Um, but uh, like, and here's the thing: I actually do care, but like in a, like a general sense. Like, I am glad that my wife takes the initiative to like make the holidays feel special because that means we'll have a kid who grows up with like special yeah. special times of year and like that's awesome i'm glad i'm not the one responsible for that i will totally assist and like that's where i sort of came i was like you know i just need to make sure she feels like she can delegate to me you know what i mean yeah. she's got she's got the master plan um i just need all she needs from me is to like feel like i'm there to help that's all i think that's all it is honestly and yeah. that like i actually help when i offer right um like, I don't actually need to, like, be creative about this stuff, right? Because I'm bad at that. She's the one who, like... You, I do not believe that. She buys the decorative gourds, you know what I'm saying? And, like, puts them on the <laughs> chimney and whatever. What, what, what do you call that? The, the mantle, right? Oh, man. Have you, have you seen that McSweeney's if, column? It's, it's decorative gourd season, mother... <laughs> no, I have not. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And so anyway, but if she I had buys a nickel for every gourds, time somebody said she's the one who buys the decorative gourds on this show, I would have one have nickel. nickel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so, and so like, but like we went to the pumpkin patch this year with the baby and like let the baby run around and like pick up pumpkins and she had an amazing time. That's I don't know why sad. I'm bringing that up, but basically like I was just there. I was there. It's like to, I drove everyone. That's that was basically the extent of my role in that. But I was there. The wife felt supported. The baby felt awesome running around looking at pumpkins. And now we have we bought some. She let me buy some weird looking decorative gourds. They look like uh, you know those mushroom houses in like Super Mario Three. Of course, you bought. We the bought weird some ones. that look like that. It's of like course, pretty, you bought the weird ones. I love you, yeah. George. I love you so yeah, much. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's well, a I good think, partnership. I think decorative gourds is is a good point to end upon uh, if that works for you. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, you know, George, real quick, what do you think of the U.S. game? Oh man, um, boy. Uh, good, no glad, good, thumbs up, thumbs down. Glad to see a number nine, right? <laughs> like, that was nice to mm-hmm. play with a center forward. Um, improvement over the last game. Uh, and man, these kids, these kids can like pass a ball, you know? Yes, like, today, soon they will not showboat quite as much, and that'll be good. Everyone will be happier when they just pass, pass and move a little faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to see where this team goes. Like, 2026. I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> it's it is it is. I take it slightly as an insult that like in 2026, a lot of the guys on the field are going to be 23 years old. That feels that feels like a personal attack on me, who will not be 23 years old. Did you see the uh, the 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 clip of the players being interviewed after the game and Reggie Cannon at the end? That was that's like my favorite thing I've seen all year. Oh no, I didn't see this. What oh, it's it's just it's like they're talking to uh, uh, Joaquini, they're talking to Sebastian Soto, and. Uh, Chris Richards, Richie Ledesma, who all look, they look so young, by the way. <laughs> like, they don't really, when they play. They are young. They're little. They're I know, little kids. Rich, R- Richie Ledesma looks like he should be named Richie Ledesma. He yeah, looks like, like how, he looks like yeah, a Richie. 
Right. I'm like, Chris Richards, how are you a center back right. in the Bundesliga? Yeah, like, what? It's, it's how? But, did, did everyone shrink? Like, <laughs> but all of them are like, you know, talking about how exciting it, exciting it is and how honored they are to be there. And then it cuts to Reggie Cannon. And first of all, like, you know, that athlete, like they've just finished playing way of talking that it's very like the way a person would talk if they were coming in off like the battle lines of that. Like, yeah, today was a good game. And we thought we had a really good uh, strategy getting out there. And we thought we executed really well. Like he has that cadence down the way the other ones are just like, yeah, it was really fun to be there. Like it was a very different vibe. And then halfway through, I think he, of his remarks, he says, um, like, yeah, you know, it was a really good opportunity for these young guys to come in. And he's like, I feel so old. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, And he's 22. Like, he's a really young dude. It's just that everybody else on the team are all teenagers. So now he is suddenly the elder statesman. But that sort of like, oh, yeah, it's a really young team moment was uh, a great moment. And then Reggie Cannon just being hilarious was also pretty great. This is the team. They're They're going to get me so excited. And they're just totally... Like, I just have to say they're going to dash my dreams and then hope it doesn't happen. Right. But I would like say, totally, why? why do they have to? Dash? I'm just totally waiting. Know. I'm just totally expecting that to happen because, because it's the United States men's national team. Like, you know, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It's that the most like obvious it. outcome, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> then, yes. That feels like a good note to end on, unless there's anything else uh, you wanted to add, George. I will just say that, like, the Weston McKenney, like, Mamma Mia the hand sign <laughs> yeah. was like up there with the Clint Dempsey, like face for me. Like those two. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, I'm so happy that he's on that team. And speaking of Reggie Cannon, like what a, what a great guy. Like I've interviewed him, like one of my favorite interviews. I haven't done that many with athletes. Honestly, as an editor, I didn't do all that many interviews, but man, really, really like pay attention to him. He's great. He's really just a good, good person. It seems like, like from the 50 minutes I spent talking to him, I, I totally, totally vouch. <laughs> I like it. I will also say, speaking of very good people that George, you are a very good person. You've been a, a very good uh, friend to me uh, throughout this, but I know uh, to Daryl for a very long time, going back to what we talked about in the very beginning. And I don't know, just like the idea of a person to be totally honest, like it would not have occurred to me to to go pick up Shannon and take her out to dinner that like I would I would assume like, oh, she wants her space. Like, I don't want to, you know, intrude or anything like that. That's my my waspy upbringing. Uh, and I think that like one of the reasons why you and Daryl, I think, bonded so well is because that's the type of thing Daryl would do. Obviously, he doesn't have a car, so he wouldn't be driving. But I, I think that's like what he saw in you is a reflection of like that same idea in himself of like, well, no, I want to like be a friend to whomever I can be a friend to and help out however I can. And even if that means driving 40 minutes to make something happen, I I will try to do that. So I think I just am appreciative that he had you there when it was first diagnosed and has had you in his corner before and after that. And I'm very grateful for that now. So just wanted to end on a, on a sincere thank you to you for all that you do. I throw it right back at you, buddy. Um, <laughs> it's a good, yeah, that is I a mean, perfect note to end on. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I mean, you guys, your friendship and partnership is like what made me start loving the show. And, um, I still, I still feel it when I, when I listen and, um, yeah, like just stay strong, man. Um, <laughs> it nice, sounds buddy. so corny, but, no, it doesn't. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really all my love for you, for you. Like, God, it, it has not been easy. I can't imagine how it's been for you. Um, we're we're all here for you. Thanks, man. Well, I will let you know when baby Farouk Qureshi arrives. Farouk Qureshi <laughs> Rockwell is going to be the full name. <laughs> FQR. There, there is a there is a Qureshi somewhere in Texas who was born around like the time of like his first name is Qureshi. Uh-huh. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, 
Yeah, there's like a, there's some guy named Qureshi. Like I think he's in Texas because his parents like for some reason were obsessed with like whoever the Daryl and Taylor were of like the seventies became obsessed with I guess my dad's name or something from the rowdies. And so there's a Qureshi like <laughs> so it's cool. like a Qureshi. He's like his name is like Qureshi Jones or something. It's like <laughs> that is pretty not, awesome. That is an action yeah. figure. That is that gotta, is that I is a superhero name. I gotta I gotta find this guy actually. It's been a while, but uh, yeah. Anyway. Wow. Wow. That is, that is outstanding. Well, I feel like that should be the topic of a show or uh, an unathletic article or a howler article. Isn't there, or there's like a Lalas, what was his name? Lalas Abubakar? Yep. Right. <laughs> I bet we could find like a, like a bunch of these people. Oh, I mean, Yeltsin right? Tejada is still the best one. The Costa Rican oh. named after Boris Yeltsin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, okay. And there's a whole, uh, yeah, best 11. We could do a best 11. And Ronaldo is named after Ronald Reagan, <laughs> isn't he? Like, I mean, I know that sounds like a joke, but it's not. I'm pretty sure Ro- Ronald Reagan is Ronaldo. Yeah, the inspiration for that name. There are like 50 Pele's, like Pele of, yeah. the, of, the, of the Sahara, Pele of the, you know, I mean, the Rocky Mountains. Pele. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Sweet. All right. Okay. That, that's, that's the next show, Joe. Uh, Joe. There we go. I'm already on to Joe. Joe. That will be our next show, George. <laughs> Stop having similar names. Uh, but I think anytime I start to get the person's name wrong or lose the abilities to talk, that's when we should end the episode. Uh, so, George, again, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk and slightly interview me slash mostly interview me on today's show. Thanks, buddy. You too. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.